Welcome to Business Startup Success. I'm your host, Glenn Grant, and today we are going to discuss why startups fail, the power of personality. I'm accompanied today by my sound and recording engineer, Tux the Cat. As per usual, we are coming to you live from Los Angeles, and let's get into why startups fail. So when I got into investment banking and working with startups, as I've mentioned in other podcasts, you know, it was 1998. And at the time, the dot-coms were just popping up all over the place. And so I was sitting down with quite a few companies on a monthly basis in my conference room in Irvine, California. Probably upwards of between 20 and 30 companies a month, actual face-to-face meetings. So over a period of, of one year, I could literally meet 350 startups so you know do that for three years and you've you've sat down with a thousand people and i mentioned that um you know and and again my my just so we're clear you know i I was running a boutique investment banking firm that i started my area was early stage pre-revenue companies or companies that had under 10 million in revenue that were still early stage a variety of industry sectors um, from wireless biotech uh, software, you name it, technology, high technology, uh, pharmaceuticals, the whole nine yards. At any rate, so, you know, sitting down with, in three years, upwards of a thousand people, having them pitch you on their business idea and their product or their technology or what have you, something really starts to bubble up and come to the the surface as to what's the major reason why investors write a check and invest in your startup or maybe they pass on the deal altogether and it really can come down to the power of personality and let me put it in a blunt in another way if my my litmus test was this if i don't want to sit down and have a cup of coffee with a ceo a founder of a startup if i don't find that person enjoyable to be around there's no way in hell we're going to get money raised for them and it's it's just you know the same thing you know we want to do business with people we like i have actually said this in a very polite way to companies early stage startups i've said hey you know you've got a very compelling technology here if it's properly funded uh, on the right valuation um, and you really get traction in the marketplace I could see this possibly being disruptive to your industry sector, and we, and we could see this being a possible sustainable business. Now, that's a lot said right there, but the impediment to this right now is you. It's your personality. And so I say this, and again, I've said that politely to people, I, we can't get money raised for you because you're the problem. Um, and so it's important that if you have a startup company, and usually startups have a team, you know, can be anywhere from one person to, to six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's absolutely vital that you guys identify somebody on your team that's really going to have that likable, warm, connective personality because that's what people are attracted to. Customers are attracted to good personalities, obviously, and, and all this stuff is basic common sense and yet you'd be amazed in the investment banking world uh, when you're working with early stage companies how many entrepreneurs get so caught up in what they're doing and 
their idea and their product, they forget about the basics. You know, let's use a tennis analogy. I'm a big tennis player. You know, Roger Federer, any of the tennis Grand Slam champions, all tennis players have a coach. I don't know if you know that, but all top 100 tennis players on the ATP tour travel with a full-time coach. Now that coach can cost them anywhere from 100 grand to three or 400 grand a year just to pay for a full-time coach. And these are experts on hitting a tennis ball. They're the best in the world and yet they're still getting coaching on a daily and hourly basis to do something they already know how to do but just to do it at a higher level. So take a page from professional tennis players and apply it to your startup. So again, entrepreneurs I've seen and I've sat down in, you know, many years of investment banking, I've sat down with literally hundreds and hundreds of people. And so that is a key thing that entrepreneurs miss is that they've got a lot of other stuff nailed, you know, their technology, maybe they filed a patent, maybe they have a good valuation, they've raised some capital, um, maybe they have a, a very clear liquidity event that they can articulate to investors, that's also key in their exit strategy, but yet they forget the very fundamental fact that we need to be likable. We need to have somebody on our team that's leading this, that investors actually are inspired to write checks for and be engaged with. So just remember when you've got your startup out there, really step outside your ego, your pride, yourself, and, and do a self-assessment on, you know, is the person that's out there interfacing with potential investors is that somebody that's really likable or are they off-putting and uh, and make that a valuable part doesn't mean that person doesn't have value on the team doesn't mean they're a bad human some people have the gift of personality many people do not doesn't I'm not saying that they're bad people I'm saying that that's a critical part that so many entrepreneurs overlook when it comes to you know why can't I raise a half a million or two million or three million dollars in my startup well maybe it's your team or maybe it's the person that, that's really turning uh, investors and potential customers away as well. A great example came to me in uh, probably early 2000, maybe 2001. And um, I had a A-list celebrity call my office looking to raise capital. Um, he had been on a hit television show. Um, so millions and millions of people knew who he was. And without naming names, uh, but if you come to one of my seminars, I'll be happy to share exactly who this person was. But uh, at any rate, I knew probably within three minutes of talking to him on the phone that he was bad news. Um, very arrogant, very unfriendly, very manipulative. You know, I think smart money investors can read through people's fakeness. And he had managed to raise several million dollars basically to trade on his celebrity and you know celebrities can hide I mean he was an actor so you can hide being a bad human and not being a, a good person with good intentions uh, for a certain amount of time and um, these were not savvy investors that he had uh, raised money from so when you sit down in front of savvy investors they're really looking at your personality as well you know your way of being you know what type of person are you at any rate, I didn't normally do this, but I actually decided to drive into Los Angeles and visit his office, and I'm glad I did. It was a little bit of due diligence that was critical 
And, um, you know, I, I, I get up to his office on, on the 10th floor of the building and uh, huge, huge office and absolutely vacant. Nobody there except maybe one other person. So that was a red flag after raising millions of dollars. And as I sat down with him, um, he was just a very difficult, unfriendly human. Um, you could just tell he did not have good intentions. And I walked away from that deal. And so too did a lot of other people. And of course that person ended up uh, getting in trouble with the feds as I knew that I thought he would. So, you know, when you're up to nefarious activities, when you're not a very nice person, when you are difficult, it's really going to affect uh, the, the success you have or the lack thereof. So, um, you know, just dealing with a celebrity like that, uh, interesting situation, uh, but it really gives you a sense of um, how people uh, really ignore this issue and why it's so critical for you to understand that uh, how you how you act with investors and who you are really determines your level of success and it's true in life you know i talk about it in my personal development seminars as well um, you know power of your personality your way of being really can attract a lot of success it, it's you know there's that old saying if you want to attract a good person in your life become attractive well it's the same thing as a startup if you want to attract good investors that are going to support you and your team then become attractive be somebody that people want to be around and if you've got somebody on your team that's alienating people you know put them in a different position so they're not interfacing with people 